Oh, hello and welcome to OK We're On. This is the live stream chat where we discuss musical topics. I'm your host, Stephen, a.k.a. Mr. DJ, and this is Mr. Jew. I, I heard my name then. Your name why am I hearing, why am I hearing my, my voice? I don't know, is it because I've got this microphone? Maybe. I'm here. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Maybe it's uh, coming for you. No, it's all right. I had another tab open with YouTube open. It's my fault. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, Justin, I haven't seen you for, for ages. No, that's right. <laughs> it must be, God, it must be at least 20, 12 hours. <laughs> yeah, not that long. So, oh, where, wow. is there anything that you've been doing that you haven't told me? Like, that sounds like a weird thing, but uh, is there anything that you've uh, been up to lately that you can discuss in the podcast? Uh, what have I been doing? I got a new mic. Well, I got my microphone back. Ooh, do you want to show everyone how you're propping that? Like, uh, wait a minute before you tell. How much is this microphone retail? Um, when you I, bought it, I think you can get it new for about four hundred. It's a hard R twenty, so it's a really good like industry mic. You use it in a lot of like uh, professional radio stations and podcasts and things like that. So obviously. You need a really um, robust and, and possibly expensive way of propping it up. You know, like some way of like holding it up. So, do you want to show everyone what you've um, what you've done to hold you up do, the mic? You can buy the um, little clip that goes on it, but it costs that even costs forty quid just to get one of them. So, yeah. for now, I'm. <laughs> that is a makeshift RE twenty holder, isn't it? Oh, that's fantastic. It works, yeah. It works. I love it. Um, so, anything else you've been up to? Because I'll probably jump into what I've been up to. If, you, if you've got nothing else, uh, no, other than just sort of getting over cold, oh. hiding the house, and this is the thing with the cold because I've been trying to stay away from it. And then I went around to yours yesterday. And we had a chat about stuff, a lot of politics, which we won't discuss on this. But um, afterwards, you went, "Yeah, I'm just trying to get over this cold," and I was like, "What?" You invited me in your house and you didn't tell me about the cold situation. <laughs> I was like, no, I cannot get a cold. I'm absolutely just dreadful with a cold. Uh, I had a, a few sneezes this morning, but I think I'm all right. I've just been sticking to water and all that stuff. But how long have you had it for? Uh, since, well, I've had a series of colds since September. Oh, my word. So, because so, so, the kids come back and each one of them gets cold in sequence and then you get it again. Yeah, we just pass it around um, in this house. I normally get it in so. January or something. So I'm really trying to keep away because I'm just like Lindsay's fine. She can go to work and do you climb mountains and everything like that. And she's like a trooper. I am like I get the sniffles and I'm like on the couch like oh, kill me. I can't do it. It's been six years of just colds and colds. Use a doorknob in our house and you'll get a cold. Oh, so you should put those little, um, little um, what are they called? The clean things that you know they have in hospitals. Yeah, well, yeah, what are they? Put them outside, yeah. Antibacterial um, kind of wipes and spray. We've got some kicking around. Oh, really? I don't have them nearby. No. Well, I, I, after I left yours, I actually went into like Cohen Bargain and bought loads of wipes and stuff. <laughs> it's like, I'm not getting a cold. Not to clean your house. But um, yeah, I needed to get home and just like, I was just worried. I just, it, it, it knocks me back. And especially when you're trying to make content for a channel and stuff like that. I'm like, oh no, I don't want to miss a week at least on music. Um, so for me, I put out music today. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah. Um, I put it out everywhere. Uh, Wired to follow. Um, we put a new EP out today, and it's basically a collection of like live music and tracks from the last year or so that we kind of thought came together really well as a sort of seasonal release. Um, we we didn't really do any like preemptive marketing or anything like that, so I didn't really expect anything to blow up this morning. But I did do like a little video for social media which kind of explains what it is and now we've got something out. Because I thought, I want to do something a bit bigger than just like, here's the image. 
Um, so I'll probably do a video at some point on how I made that little social video. It only took me like 10 minutes or something like that. But I just, I thought, it, it kind of ties into what we're going to talk about today, really, about album art. But I thought I needed to do something that was a little bit, like, a little bit different, sticks out a little bit. And I've got no, you know, um, ambitions that this EP is going to do well. Or anything. I just wanted to kind of, we wanted to put something out at the end of the decade to kind of, like, start new, the new year fresh. Um, start but the next decade. Stay, it starts, yes, yeah, start the next decade. Um, the do what? The 20... Call it, tw you know, the 20s. Uh, so weird, isn't it? The boring 20s, you know. So oh, God, yeah. The... That kind of thing. Oh, yeah, we're back. We're going to do... <laughs> that's, that's, we should do a music video. That was that. Um, so, yeah, that, that was kind of, like, exciting. I, I got up. Kind of late this morning actually because Lindsay was off and she just got to the hospital and uh, I was like oh god I should put music out so I had to go there and press release music and release the Kraken and all that stuff and then go on every social media thing and went oh I've got this to post that to post then all of your other aliases like got all the bands I control and New Path and I'll say hey tell the world and then you just sit there and go well what do we do now and it's the issue that I suppose a lot of bands have got like once they've done that first kind of foray of like telling the world what do you do with your music then? And the answer is you go and do more because <laughs> that's all you can do unless you've got loads of money and you're like Taylor Swift's company to kind of just keep promoting. But um, yeah, that's my answer. Just keep making more. Or as we'll get on to later on, um, maybe think about the extension of your art a little bit more. Uh, yeah. The way that, we, uh, you know, when we did Minion TV stuff and like the first album for them, it was kind of a big event to release an album, and we're mm -hmm. going back ten years. It's not now. Yeah, digitally but it was now, then. Yeah, it shouldn't be probably looked at as a big event, you know, for non-traditional kind of bands. No, you know, it's just a thing that kind of happened, and it's almost like social currency in a way of like you do, you shouldn't expect that like people are going to spend money on your release on Bandcamp and things like that because. They've got Spotify, they've got iTunes, they've got Deezer, Tidal. There's like an like there's a new streaming service out every year, which just dilutes and lessens the um, the impact of you having any concrete music sales. So it's like you almost get money out the way and just use it as a kind of like you're creating music, you're putting it out there, and um, that's it. You're just happy that people are listening to it and use everything around it to kind of like fund you, like merch and things like that. They're getting paid to do gigs. Don't really get paid to do music nowadays, especially like at a DIY level, you know. And I don't, I don't mind that at all. I think that's just like that's where it's gone. So whatever, you can't like, you, you know, that's out the box. The internet is out the box. Streaming services are out the box. No one's gonna go put it back in and go. Let's go back to where, the way we were. So you just get on with it, don't you? Yeah. Uh, so a listening tab. I thought it'd be fun for us to go through our uh, Spotify. <laughs> talking about streaming services um are wrapped up spotify end of year and decade list but before that i use that me a link uh, the bbc put up this week which i'm going to go me. through how do i get to is all this yeah i've always a good idea to kind of go through this uh where we are spotify <clears throat> um you can see that can't you yeah, yeah. and basically see if there's anything on this list that is going to be on our end of year or decade lists because <laughs> it'll be quite interesting. Uh, so Spotify has re revealed its biggest songs. If anyone's listening to this podcast, I've just got up a BBC um, website post, which I'll put a link in the uh, description. Spotify has revealed its biggest songs, albums, and artists of the last decade with Drake emerging as the most streamed artist of the 2010s. I've got to be honest, I only kind of listened to Drake a little bit this year because I only knew of Drake from that meme, you know, the one where like, he's like, like that on the phone or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only way I knew of Drake. So I'm totally out of like touch with this stuff. The Canadian stars racked up more than 28 billion streams with his most popular song. One dance. I don't know that track played 1.7 billion times alone. Or maybe I do, maybe it's been using outfits and things like that. It was dwarfed by a lot. I know. Do you know that song? Uh, no. Just by the name. No matter how popular it is. Is that it crazy? Its way Isn't that crazy? Like that kind of means nothing in a way to us, yeah. to, you know, to certain people. It's just like, 
where I might, if, if you hear the track, you might go, oh, I've heard that on like a Sainsbury's advert or something like that. Maybe that's how it's gone out there. I don't but, know. I don't even watch adverts. <laughs> I do well, as yeah. much as I can to try and avoid things like TV adverts and all that kind of thing. So yeah. the only way I would ever hear it is if it was on, I don't know, a YouTube advert. Or being be, like synced in a, like a popular TV show of the year or something like or that. Or synced into a TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like Game of Thrones. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's where I heard Ariana Grande. Ah, I, I do know that one, uh, which is listed below. I think it, what was that in? Or was he a G joke in there? Because I have heard that song. I, yeah, I, I, it wasn't in. It wasn't Game in Game of Thrones. Thrones. It was in something, though. Something Probably. that we. Yeah. Because I heard it. I was like, oh, I know it's a kind of a, a cover or influenced by uh, these favorite things. You know that song, like my favorite things. The, I can't remember the. Uh, it was dwarfed by Ed Sheeran's Shape of You, whose 2.4 billion streams made it the decade's most listened to track. I, I think I do know that track. Um, it was everywhere when it came out. 2019's biggest song was Shawn Mendes and Camila Cabello's Senorita. I've seen pictures of it where like they're trying to get me to click on it, and I didn't, so I don't know the track. Uh, released in June, the island flavored duet has already been played one billion times. It's crazy at one billion times. Billion times. It doesn't mean anything to us because we've never heard it. How has that not got to us? How do we not go, oh, oh yeah, I have heard that? It just, I suppose it kind of shows that there's no kind of blurring of the lines when it yeah. comes to, you know, the osmosis of listening to music isn't as kind of blurry as it used to because, um, like I've just said, I don't watch TV. No, it hasn't um, got for you. Yeah. No, I control what I listen to, um, what I watch, you know, a lot more than maybe what I used to when there was only TVs and you know, a few media outlets and you weren't so in control of what um, media you uh, ingested or anything like that. So Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, the wall of strength. Hmm. So it released in, um, released in, oh yes, I've done that one. Eilish's deb debut album. Oh, actually, Billy Eilish's Bad Guy isn't far behind. And I have heard that. That was on the end of a film I watched this year. I can't remember the name of it. You know, don't know what it is when you start streaming. You just forget things. You just completely forget things that anywhere else you'd be able to go. Oh, I know what that is. Uh, but if anyone knows what is watching, what was the name of that film, which was about a a bad retelling of Superman? <laughs> it was like if Superman turned out to be a bad guy. It was out this year. I cannot remember. I thought it was pretty good. But at the end of it, that song was on it, and it, it matched well. I was like, oh, that's cool. Uh, I remember walking out to the cinema going, that's a cool song. Um, so that's that track. So I have heard that, and she was at Glastonbury, and we talked about her. Yeah. Uh, debut album, When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? Good title. <laughs> was also the year's most popular album. The first time a female artist has topped on uh, Top Spotify's end of year survey. It's quite interesting about her, because I don't know if you saw the news this week, uh, where she was interviewed by Jimmy Kimmel, I think it was, and she was, because she's young, she's 17, she was asked like, a bunch of things, do you know who Madonna is, and things like that. It was just like proper ageist, stupid things, and one of them was, she was like, yeah, of course I know who Madonna is, but then he, she was asked who, if she knew who Van Halen was, and she was like, no. And everyone laughing in the audience, and I'm like, and I said, I went on Twitter and said, at a push, I think I can name two Van Halen tracks. <clears throat> It's just like the way music is being served. It's not just about being young. It's also about like, you know, where you are, what kind of t music taste you've got. People discover music differently. Can that not be done the other way around? Say, Billy sitting in the same seat as Jimmy <laughs> and her saying like, have you heard of this? I don't yeah. know. Unknown, or not uh, necessarily yeah. unknown, but young pop star and things like that and he'd be like no no you and then, no, yeah and everyone no one would be yeah, laughing yeah. because they're like oh we don't know about it either yeah exactly so yeah. i think that is just using again to echo back to last week using her age as a you know kind of point to 
talk about yeah and make lame jokes about people love that stuff there's like channels set up where (laughs) it's just about kids are given like uh a nintendo an old nintendo and and say try and get that to work and everyone laughs behind the camera going (laughs) they don't know how to use it well obviously because it's pretty much obsolete (laughs) you know what i mean it's like why would they but if you got them on an ipad or something like that and get an, as someone who's not familiar with an iPad, like an older generation or whatever, they'd be like, oh, I don't want to use this. It's like, yeah. and that's fine. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Don't laugh at people. It's like when we used to laugh at old people when we were younger, typing on keyboards when they used to... Oh, yeah. Like ...a finger. <laughs> it's like... That kind of thing. It, things move on. It's silly generational, yeah. you know, and I think just like kind of being aware of it. Yeah. I don't... Could you think? Do you think years later we're going to go? That pet. She doesn't even know who Britney Spears is. I don't care. <laughs> I don't want. I wish I didn't know who Britney Spears was. That's that's the point I'm making. Um, anyway, let's move on. So in the UK, however, Eilish played second fiddle to Lewis Capaldi, and what a shame. Whose debut album, divinely uninspired to a hellish extent. God, that's a good name as well. Top the chart. Uh, here's ubiquitous. Ubiquitous. I can't even say that now. Ballad, someone you love, ubiquitous. That's it. I've, I've, I've found out, like, from doing YouTube more often, I've got like weird lispy problems, and that's one of them. Words like that. Uh, someone you loved was also the year's most streamed song. I don't know that song. You, you've heard it though. You've mentioned. Others. I've heard it many times because my daughter watched it constantly on um, BBC iPlayer. Wow. Glastonbury highlights. So she's a big fan. I wouldn't say she's a big fan. She's just <laughs> listen. She's it's a song she maybe he likes. Yeah, and likes to listen to it. So yeah, Louis uh, is smashing it though. He is, isn't he? It's like he's everywhere at the moment. I mean, I don't know his music, and I, I was I just saw like the whole Noel Gallagher thing, and I thought I was I was kind of funny. And then I saw Lewis Capaldi was doing an advert for Greg's and then Oreos. But in the Oreo one, it kind of it disgusted me because like he was like licking the Oreos and then putting them back in the packet. And I was like, okay, but it's kind of his brand, isn't it? Like he's just he's really down to earth. Yeah, he's you know what I mean? And it's quite funny and it, it kind of like it's interesting because everyone else is so kind of preen and proper, and then he comes across and he but he, it it's bizarre because it's kind of like I don't want to say gimmick, but it, his his character doesn't really connect with his music because the things that the, the little bits, little bits and pieces of his music I've heard are really big ballads, you know, big love songs, and then his character's just like whatever. <laughs> it's bizarre, but it's new and it's making an impact, and people really, really love it. I'm gonna say dig I, it. I think it's a, a really big um, export of the UK. To be honest, uh, yeah. if you're looking at recent music trends coming out of the UK, um, you know, these kind of unpolished uh, artists that are kind of have got this like real natural, unfiltered um, kind of edge to them. So, you, I mean, you can talk about uh, Capaldi is a good one. Um, Adele. Yeah. You know, when she's she's the most down to earth person to ever be interviewed on, on things. Uh, she's great. Yeah. And it's kind of coupled with this like beautiful voice and really lovely uh, songwriting skill. So I think, you know, Ed Sheeran, Sheeran, Sheeran um, yeah. he, he looks down to earth and I've never heard him talk. No, not really. I just saw him yesterday and I wasn't, uh, I'm not, it's it's weird because I'm not a fan of his music. He's probably a nice guy. I just like, I think for me personally, in my subjective opinion, I'm I'm not like really into this kind of singer songwriter kind of movement at the moment, which is like just one guy in in front of a whole thousands of people to me it's just a bit boring but that's just my opinion i'm not saying that it is music bad or anything it's just I, I hear it and i'm like eh, what bob dylan did all right yeah but yeah it, it, that's, that's the thing no that's neil young yeah but let's not compare it let's not compare ed sheeran to neil young i mean that that's again it's my subjective opinion 
But when I hear Bob Dylan, I mean, this is me sound like, you know, oh, this music was great in the old days or whatever. But I don't know. I get more from that. Maybe in a good few years. But it feels like Ed Sheeran, every time he's about, it's all about just connecting with other artists to get up the rung, up the hierarchy in the, in the pop charts. Where, I don't know, Bob Dylan feels like it was more about the artistry. You know the creative endeavor. You know all that, and Neil Young as well. It's like, but I don't really get that from Ed Sheeran and the like. It feels like it's more about pop and selling CDs and merchandise. I don't know, and maybe I'm just being really cynical with that. But that's yeah, you're sounding <laughs> like a cynical. You're sounding, I don't know. Okay, yeah, I, I, I've got no problem with him. Yeah, I mean, I don't have to listen to his music. That's good. I think that's the point, really. It's like I'm not a fan of his music, so why would I, you know, champion him? I've got to speak my mind. Um, Spotify's data also revealed some quirky facts. Modern Bollywood was the year's fastest rising genre. The most popular mood-based playlist was Feel Good, followed by Lit, <laughs> and the top podcast genre was Comedy. Here are the music charts in full. So we've got. Drake, Ed Sheeran, Post Malone, Ariana Grande, and Eminem. I'm surprised by Eminem. Did he put that album out this year? The new one. It was, uh, wasn't it? I don't know. I don't think it was this year, was it? I don't was know. Last or... Because it was, it was, I think it was like well received. I'm sure it was maybe it was this year or late last year. What was it called? Kamikaze or something like something that. Something like that. The one that looked like it had the, the Beastie Boys cover on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Licensed to Ill. Yeah, it was Kamikaze, wasn't it? Yeah, have a chair. It's a good album. Yeah, I did. I can go back. I think I had a little one listen through. It, 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 it was 2018. It was last year. Last year. Wow. Okay. Uh, the most streamed songs of the 2010s. It's just so weird. Wait. Shape of You, Ed Sheeran, One Dance Drake, Rockstar. I don't know any Post Malone either. I didn't. Uh, and I went on Spotify and typed them in to find out who they were and. I think it's just one guy. No, I know. Yeah. And I I thought it was a band. And, uh, um, I thought they were a, I don't know, an, outf an outfit playing covers. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah, so yeah. It's just one guy. One guy. What do you think? Your, your personal subjective opinion on that music? Would you um, like it? I'm not going to expect him to appear in my 2020 <laughs> list. Let's put it that way. Snap. Well, whatever you know. You think he's now? You think he's rubbish? No. Uh, okay, so we've got uh, the Chainsmokers. I have heard of them, but I don't know the music. I'm so out of touch. Uh, and Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran appears twice. It's crazy. He's doing well. And uh, the most streamed artists of 2019. Gosh, Ed Sheeran. Uh, what's the UK Global? So I'm not even going to read them all. I don't know Bad Bunny. That's the only one that stands out there, I suppose. Uh, the most streamed songs in the UK, someone you loved. It just reminds, I want to hear, read that. I just think of uh, the Adele song. What's the Adele song? Someone um, like you. Some, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, there's a formula going on there, isn't there? That's probably mostly my daughter. There you go. Uh, your old daughter sat in a bedroom, hit, hitting repeat. <laughs> uh, we've got, and uh, God, Ed Sheeran again. Seven Rings, I know that one. That's that one I mentioned before. Um, yeah, and I don't know many of these, to be honest. Um, let's get on to our, our lists, because I want to see if any of this correlate. I'm guessing not, though. Yo, you're going to see tons of Drake and Ariana Grande on that. <laughs> uh, right, stop screen, share screen. Let's go for yours first. So I think this is your, is this your 2019 list? That's my 2019. So, top artists, Radiohead. So, how long have you had this account, by the way? Um, just so we go into that with a decade bit in a bit. 2012. Wow. Because mine apparently was 2017. I think I had another account before it, but I changed it for some reason. I think it was something to do with, like, I wanted to get my artist available and I couldn't do it. So, take mine with a pinch of salt when it comes to the decades. Uh, um, so, so this so year... Also, I share it with my wife. Your wife, my wife, my wife, George. Um, um, I've she's been busy. It's quite interesting actually going yeah. through the looking over the years. Um, because 
um, she's been quite busy this year, so hasn't been able to listen to music as much. Yeah, as me who can sit at home and listen to music quite a lot. Yeah. So this year really ref reflects me. Last year was a bit more of a, a mix. And then previous years, when she was looking after the kids, like it definitely goes more towards her. Oh, yeah, more shared. Um, this is interesting because <laughs> this basically just confirms like every week with the listening tab, doesn't it? Oh, you've been listening to this week and you can't say radio. Well, I have been listening to radio. <laughs> it's like it's right there. I'd, 64 hours I'd put into radio oh this, my God. this year. And Tom York. Seagrass, Mogwai. That's a good list there, to be honest. I, I kind of wish mine was this list. Because <laughs> mine's like, mine's all over the place. Uh, videotape, because we've talked a bit about videotapes. So that proves you've been listening to that quite a lot. Kids will be skeleton, Mogwai, and a bit of Idols at the bottom as well. Spectre, because we have mentioned that as well. Listen, did you see the new Bond trailer, by the way? I just want to get that in there quick. Yeah. I think it looks good. Yeah, it's the first time, good. like a, a, a James Bond movie was like, eh. This looks quite fun. Have I ever been to watch a James Bond film at the cinema? I went to see uh, Skyfall. Did I see Goldeneye, maybe? Mm. Um, I don't know. Because of, of the game. But, yeah. I'm going to do it. I'm going to see this one, yeah. It looked yeah. fun. It looked. It reminded me of like Goldeneye or something with all like, the places they go to. And Skyfall was the last James Bond movie I watched, <laughs> I think. And I, I haven't watched the... the one, I think I don't know how many more there were after Skyfall, maybe one or two. But I, I really like Skyfall. I might catch up, I don't know. You don't really need to catch up, do you? Um, so now we've got your list. I'm going to put mine for the same time. So which one is? Okay, this one. Right. Oh, no, that's the decade, isn't it? Oh, no. I'm not looking. Not look. Don't look. Why does it say that? Why? That, that changed the name. Uh, it's about 2019. Green. Well, I've just got names. No! <laughs> Have I got the same? Okay, I'm just going to, I know, I'll put it right next to that one. Right, so then look again. Uh, that one. Yay! Okay, so note the emission of Radiohead this yeah, year. No Radiohead, what the hell? So, I don't think we can be friends. I, so I'm trying to think, because I only went premium again in last month. So I don't know if, because it says Spotify premium, does that mean it's not counting the time when I wasn't premium? No, I don't think so. No. I hope not. Because, although, yeah, because I haven't listened to rival consoles in a while. minutes you've listened to. So obviously... I have listened to the Beatles a lot this year. <laughs> Definitely listened to the Beatles. I'm wearing the bloody t-shirt now. I've listened to Tom York a lot because his new album came out. Uh, Paul Haslinger, he's a he, he's a soundtrack. He soundtrack the show Halt and Catch Fire. I listened to that soundtrack a lot. Rather consoles, electronic. Shannon Van Etten's new album Remind Me Tomorrow is one of my favorite albums of the year, so that makes sense. But the songs are weird, like because. I use Spotify when I were running. So you've got Going the Distance, which is from Rocky. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. And it's, it, you know what? I've got to say this. There's, there are people out there putting, like, running playlists together, and they're really cool and all that. The best running songs are the cheesiest ones, honestly, where you don't have to think too much about it. All you need is someone, like, vocal, vocally putting the fists in the air, and the Rocky soundtrack is that. Run for Cover by the Killers. Never listen to it normally, they sit in here, but Going Running is a great song. A 17, Sharon Van Etten, Say Hello, Wave Goodbye by Soft Cell, and Gonna Fly Now. <laughs> it's Rocky again. Really Rocky. Um, so, yeah, top, yeah. Not as many mi minutes listened. That's why I think, like, well, you've obviously listened a lot more to me than this year on Spotify. Yeah. But I do use other streaming services. I have flipped between a lot of them this year. I've been, I've used Apple Music, I've used Deezer this year, I used Tidal this year, uh, just to check them out. So, and I think overall, I'm, I think I'm, I think I prefer Spotify. I think it just like the, it, it's all about the interface for me, and in Spotify's interface, and now the kind of like the push on podcasts mm -hmm. is 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 reeled me in. I mean, I'm. I'm Surprised he didn't do a thing about podcasts. I think it was in that presentation somewhere, but I mostly listen to like, I mostly listen to gaming and science podcasts this year. 
Um, okay, so we're gonna go to your um, decade one, which is due to, this is the one, isn't it? Right. So this is interesting. <laughs> Radiohead right at the top. Yours is way cooler. Okay, Sleater Kinney, is that George's? Yeah. Yeah. Amanda Palmer as well. Royal Blood. So this is interesting. When I started talking to you again, that was the first one of the first conversations we had about you talking about like you liking Royal Blood. I think you'd seen them on the Brit Awards or something, maybe. Oh, oh maybe. Yeah, I watched them Brit Awards. Uh, <laughs> Glastonbury. I was thinking, you know, when we do when the Brit Awards are on early next year, let's live stream like watching it. I was like, we don't show the TV, but let's just like have it the TV on the background and we'll like just sit here chatting about it. <laughs> like, I think it'd be quite fun. Gogglebox or... Yeah, it'll be Gogglebox for the Brit Awards. It'll be so good. Um, um, yeah, um, that was probably, I think it was um, Leeds Festival. Ah, okay. They were streaming it. Um, but yeah, mm. and Queens of the Stone Age. I never, I, I know the, the, like the big tracks the Queens of the Stone Age, but never really jumped into the albums. I should do really. What's I mean, like that? Ha ha ha. The track. I, I don't know. <laughs> it could be a kid's song. Sing it I with me. I don't know. I don't know what ha 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 is. It, it, it could be a kid's song. I kind of want it to be a kid's song. We're just like a clown. Well, actually, clowns are clown. Clowns aren't in these days, are we? Ha uh, ha. Huh. Oh, it's um, I'm not sure. What's oh, it's a it's, uh, the Julie Ruin, Julie Ruin. No yeah. idea, confirmed. Julie Ruin, I don't know. Do you know if it's good? I don't know. I don't uh, know. Uh, Riot Girl, ah, okay. Or about Desperate Youth, probably the same thing. Okay, let's uh, let's do a mine before we go on to our main topic. Uh, oh god, I'm trying to find mine. That one, maybe. That's the one. So, yeah, it's again, it's the Beatles, Bonobo. I listen to this migration album like a lot, like just walking around. It's a good walking around album, it's really chilled. RK Fire, one of my favorite bands, David Bowie. Yeah, goes without saying. The National is one of my new favorite bands. It makes no sense that Radiohead are on here, um, but again, 2017. Oh. 2017. You don't, you don't like Radiohead and you don't like post rock. I said, I don't, I don't really listen to that much post rock. Know you? I don't listen to that much post rock these days. Gonna say I'll throw an album or something on, but um, it's not. I think electronic is more the, the kind of genres I, I go to these days, or classic seventies rock. Um, My um, the playlist that comes with it. Um, it's certainly uh, albums have been yeah. this year for me. Yeah. Like there's the entire of um, in rainbows, moonshaped pool, Valtari. All oh wow! Them, they're all on there. Like the, basically the entire album of them. I mean, it doesn't. When I see this, it makes me feel like, oh, really? Like, I mean, they're artists like I kind of knew, but I, I have had this for 2017. I keep saying, so I have listened to Radiohead on other streaming services. Don't worry, <laughs> but um. It makes me want to listen to more albums. Um, the songs, again, are like Jump. <laughs> it was Van Halen. That is a running song. It That's is a running... Second Van Halen record. <laughs> oh, yeah. Massive Van Halen bands, just like Billie <laughs> Eilish. <laughs> uh, Crossing the Road Materials, the Mogwai track. Again, I use that for running. Migration is from Bonobo's album. Everything Now is from Arcade Fire's album. Everything Now. And What's a Frequency? Kenneth, obviously, from R.E.M. That's a, a, one of my motivational tracks my favorite rem song it's interesting isn't it but it's like i i was a bit i felt a bit like underwhelmed from mine i was like oh you know because everyone's sharing it and like people some people aren't sharing this because they're like oh god i don't want to i don't want to share mine it's got like i'm not gonna say ed sharing but like a lot of people probably got ed sharing and they're like and they don't want to share things like that but um yours is a lot cooler than mine i'll just say um you also can get you can get this, Bob. You've emailed you if you're on Spotify, you'll get an email about this. But you've also got a hundred uh, track playlist, which is your top songs of 2019. I kind of wish you'd done one for the decade as well. That would have been quite fun. Yeah, that would have been good. I mean, there is um, 
going back, you can look at 2016. Ah, I suppose I can't get that because I was 2017. Yeah, if you scroll down uniquely yours mm -hmm. section, there's like other ones that you can look at as well. Like ah. tracks that you repeated the most and things like that. It's interesting because there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff you could do with this data. You know, you could uh, I don't know. There's a lot of data there to say, like, what kind of, um, you know, generation you listen to from, like, you're into the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. There's got to be something you could do with that. I, they used to do with Last FM. Do you remember Last FM? And they used to scrabble your music. And used yeah, to do yeah. some awesome kind of cloud data things at the end of the year. I, they've kind of, I need to go back and see if they still exist and do something on that. It'd be quite yeah, interesting. It was a good thing. And, I, I mean, yeah. I enjoyed it when it came last year. Um, yeah. I read the playlist. To be honest, the playlist for last year, our playlist was so much better than this year's. Yeah. Um, like I said, this year I've been listening to putting albums on and listening to them on kind of repeat. But last year's was really varied, really varied. You know, we listened to a lot of different stuff last year. So, um, yeah, my 2018, probably better than my 2019. <laughs> I saw someone on Twitter mention that they think this is a bit of a, a sellout for like Spotify because you know artists are only getting not much money at all, and this is all a way of kind of sharing Spotify Premium because it's like on top <clears throat> left. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that it is? I mean, it, it does share it. Like if you're not on Spotify Premium, you're seeing everyone sharing this. You're like, oh, I I, I want this next year. It's it's a cool thing. Because it's kind of like what I said before, though. Once it's out of the box, people, music fans, are just be like, "This is good. I want to, you know, share what I'm into." Yeah, I think it's a good thing. I like yeah. the fact that people are sharing it and talking about music and yeah, whatever. I mean, I've seen loads on Facebook, and it's not just uh, Spotify. I think I, I mean, I haven't checked it out, but I saw it trending on Twitter that Apple. Have got the same kind of thing as well for their Apple Music account, which Maybe I haven't. About five people that use Apple. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like I think it's pretty high. You know, I, I don't know if it's like near Spotify, but we I think we'd be surprised. You know, I think because they they push it a lot, don't they? Um, let's us go on to our next session. Session section section section. Let's stop the screen. Um, I've kept it at this view today, by the way, because I just think it looks nicer. I don't know what you think. I, I could... like the other one. Do you like the other one? Okay, well, let's transition now. <laughs> it's like I'm a bit out of the way. I just there we go. That's better. Okay, we're gonna go with this one. So um, banners. Maybe we just have a transition time in the podcast each week. Okay, we're gonna go to album art in the digital age. Now, uh, I've got some notes on this. So. I suppose the things we want to talk about is album art still relevant in the streaming age? Is it still important in the in the streaming age? And what are the things we can kind of do online that kind of matches the the romanticism we have of like holding up a CD or CD or tape or a vinyl record? Now I've got a bunch of like vinyl in front of me that I just want to kind of switch go through a little bit. So I'm actually going to go back. To the other view because you get a wide view. Actually, no, this is better if I do this. So, talking about Radiohead, we've got the moon-shaped pearl. I keep calling it pool still. And so, if you listen to this on Spotify or whatever, you don't get this. You don't get this upside down for a start. You don't get this art. The artwork of each page. You don't get those beautiful discs. You don't get the information that you get in there. Um, you don't get the extra CDs. You don't get the ability to be able to kind of hold something while you're listening to music. Same with like, oh, Roxy Music. Open it up, and you've got all like you learn about all the uh, all everyone who who was involved with the music. You get some portraits of where they were then. You listen to the album on Spotify. You don't get this. You don't get a kind of a view of like what it was like when they made the album. Um, you don't get a, a picture disc. <laughs> this is the Super Mario Brothers 
uh, uh, rock set, almost unreal. Pictured it. I wasn't going to bother saying it, it was a bit funny, really. We don't get that way listening to the music. It's pretty good, though. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll leave one more. Uh, Explosion of the Sky. Take care, take care, take care. If you open this up, which I won't, it folds up, in, folds out into a house. You can build a house. And I think that's so cool. And you can't really replicate that online. So that's the thing, really. It's like when you're listening to music digitally, so I'm just fixing this. When you're listening to music digitally, you haven't got that tangible feel that you can with a record or a, like a tape or a CD or something like that. You can dig in. And while you're online, your only option is to really get online and look at a screen. But when you look at a screen, you've got distractions. And, you know, there's nothing that can kind of, like, push you into learning about the artist or just delving into the extension of their art, I always say, where a gatefold record would do, we'd do that for you. So is, is that important? Is all that stuff I've just listed actually important? Is it now just old-fashioned and you don't actually need that because it's just about the music? Or do we still need a slice of that that kind of art, I suppose? Is it is still important? I think it's still <laughs> important, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think because, I mean, what it is, it's all about uh, image and brand building and things like that. You know, you, you don't get to live in the same house as these artists and things like that. You know, you only yeah. get to sort of visit them. Um, yeah, through I like, like the songs that they sing, and like through, um, I don't know, image. I mean, what it used to be back in the back in the day, back in um, the day. was maybe you saw them in Enemy or you know something like that. You know, that'd be the only time that you'd ever really see the artist outside of their album art. Um, and then and their music and their singing, so you wouldn't really see them that much. But these days, you know, you can. I'm a fan of whatever Tom York, and I can sign on to Tom York's Twitter, so I can get more of a, a more constant contact with them. That's um, you can think about that. That's a really good. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't think about that. You you get an up to date, kind of like extension of the arts. I suppose I keep saying. Because yeah. you can, yeah, it's in real time. But I still think that there is something other than that. I think there's a more artist, um, an art kind of element to it as well. So I don't know if I released a <clears throat> a spooky album, um, and uh, you know I wanted people to feel scared and all that kind of thing. Then maybe I'd release the album but with like a mask mm. with it and stuff as well and it kind of draws them into the and gets them involved more into and makes it more of an event yeah um, i love it you know an, an event every single time they listen you know yeah that, that's why i like physical oh i still can see i, mean, I don't have a lot of physical media whatsoever um but i can still see the uh the benefits of it. Yeah, it's like I was, I was thinking about this last night and um, I was thinking about the way other things are marketed apart from music. And the really good example I can think of, which is the hardest thing to market, but we seem to buy it anyway, is perfume and aftershave. Because online, you've got no way of smelling it at all. You don't even know what the product smells like. You might not like it. But it's all about image. It's mm -hmm. everything is about an image. It's, it's an emotional exchange trying to make you think like, oh, this is me. This is my culture. This is this is definitely made for me. I'm going to go out and buy this perfume bottle. Now, the opposite side of that, if you went into a room and it was just 10 perfume bottles or aftershave bottles and each one of them was exactly the same, same packaging, how the hell would you know which one to pick? Because you're like, I don't know where to start. Do the same thing with music. If you go on a Spotify profile or a Bandcamp profile, SoundCloud profile, there's no art, there's nothing. 
-hmm. It's just track one, track two, track three. How would you need know which one to pick? And all you have to do, you start adding names, you start adding a bit of color, you start adding a bit of character and identity, and suddenly yours are standing out from somebody else's. And that's what I think, like, that's what we need to do online. We need to look at like what these other companies are doing, like marketing. And I always say this, I keep saying extension of your art because I see your artwork and all that thing as an opportunity to stand out and present why you're doing this music. It shouldn't be like, oh, I'm just going to slap together some artwork or whatever like that. It should be like, okay, this is just as important, I think, in some ways, because that is the way it's going to stand out and get people. Because that's a battle we all know of being online musicians is getting people to click. How do you click? How do you get someone to eat your food? You make it look nice first. Well, it used to be an explosion. You used to get the, um, you know, think about, uh, say, the big one that comes to mind is Muse Origin of Symmetry. Yeah. Is a good example of it. So they really released an album, but it used and the way you used to do it is um, there'd be singles, and I remember each single coming along with the you know wanting to watch the uh, music video and tune into NTV two, whatever it was, hundred and twenty minutes um, to try and get a glimpse of the music video for the new Muse track and that yeah, because it was cool and it was cool to see it and cool yeah. to known know that you have seen it um and you could talk about it have you seen the new muse track you've seen his hair it looks really cool <laughs> you know things like that so and then so you got that you got the music you got the the album along with it as well which had a little fold out thing which had lyrics and stuff as well and you know so you're engaging a lot more um, I, think that's the, I think that's how it's evolved isn't it it's kind of just become broader than just a square <laughs> Like most artists are still like, I mean, myself, if I think of like the music I've put out today, didn't do any marketing, we just put a, like a square piece of artwork out. If I was going to do it properly, I went, right, this is going to be a tentpole piece of music that we've been working on for ages and I really want to make it go with it and I'll be gutted if it just goes nowhere. I would think about it like externally, how does it grow? Like, um, this is a really good example of Arcade Fire. Um, they put an album out a couple of years ago now. Let's, let me see if I share the screen. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Now, when they shared the Everything Now album, they had this kind of stuff going on. And it was all like this, as if there was a corporate like message behind the band saying, oh, this is where you've got to promote it, blah, blah, blah. And it's, they all played on this. So every like jacket they wore on stage had this Everything Now logo as if everything was money. All the merch had this. It's like They all like a stock images. And even like the way the gigs were presented were like, all an extension of like the album's kind of identity and character. And I find that that's in the same way like David Bowie or Madonna or like the likes of Taylor Swift and all that do now, because that is how they're battling it by presenting a new, I suppose like it's like you put a new image in a gallery and you're like, oh, that's new. And this is the way people are doing it. Like most of us, just like me included, we'll just put some music out there and then we'll be like, hey, here's, here's our new music. Um, and that's it. But that is like, as I said before, that is the battle because why are you going? It's like calling out your call to action straight away. Here's my music. Go and listen to it. Why? What's the reason? You know, you need to give someone a reason, an emotional reason to want to click on the music. And like walking, like I was literally reading the, the Pink Floyd biography of the day. And when they had all the albums of, of the wall in the window, <laughs> The past. No, no, yeah, I, I've read it. I've read it, but it was like a, a couple of books away now. And uh, one of the things I thought was interesting with the wall, which is, have I got the wall here? I think I'm out for it. So they had the wall, which was literally just this. The first few copies had a sticker, the hanging sticks out pink for the wall, but most of them were just this. In the window, it was just all these together. So the window looked like a wall. Now that was the wall that they'd use on stage as well that was cut down brick by brick so every like window selling the album looked like how their gig was going to look like so they were able from this to sell the album and sell the gig because of the idea of the gig was through the shop windows that's such a cool idea like it just jumps out at you thinking wow that's so creative and it just it makes it bigger than even thinking about what the tracks are you haven't even thought about what the tracks are you're thinking 
you've created this character and identity, this atmosphere around the the release before you've even clicked. So before they've even said, listen to the music, it's like walk into this room, you know, I'm opening the door, come in. I thought that's so cool. And it's like it it's like we were talking about Radiohead with Stanley Donwood. You know, he does all of that artwork and all of this stuff around it and the little little bits that kind of let you in before you've heard the music. You just get used to that atmosphere. And I think every band needs a Stanley Donwood nowadays, a vision. Yeah. And I think a Stanley Donwood that works closely with the band rather than, say, just a, a marketing and media team that are able to stylize your band. Yeah. You know, which I think Muse kind of definitely fall into um, that yeah. kind of area. I mean, Radio had a really good egg example. Um, and it's not because that's all I've listened to for the past. <laughs> it's proven now. <laughs> proven in stats. Um, uh. But like, I remember, I remember when Kid A came out, um, running down to, from college, running down to the local music shop um, with my friend, and we both got Kid A um, because it was the special edition one. Yeah. And, like, you had to get down there early because, like, shops only had, like, five copies of the brand, you know, the special edition version, that kind of thing. You know, and the one that had uh, a little book behind the the case apart. Um, You know, and, like, that was great. And then there's Amnesiac, which was a little book. Um, Hail to the Thief, which is the poster. I've got it up in the other room. Um, well, I think that's where I stopped. That's good. So it's giving you, it's not just about being like, are you limited supply or exclusive <laughs> exclusivity? It's it, you want this because you, it's, it's even before you even hit listen to the music. That's the thing. You're, you're already being kind of drawn in because of like what they're creating. I think that's so cool. Like, and that's what we should kind of be thinking about. Like, what more can we do to kind of highlight what we've done? Yeah. I mean, my friend swears that he saw an advert for Kid A, like, back in the day, on TV. On TV? Yeah. And I'm like, and he he, he said it was just a, a jumble up of words and then just went, Kid A, in like a, a robot <laughs> a, voice at the end. Let's look for that. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there was OK Computer once. Yeah. And I've not been able to yeah. find it. I can imagine there were OK Computer adverts. You know, it's just little yeah. things like that that, you know, it's kind of cool. It you draws know. you in. And I think, like, Anima was released <laughs> under the same kind of, uh, you know, with a, a company in Netflix. Team. Oh, yeah. A wicked idea. And, like, you know, bands could be like, well, I don't have Tom York's connections and a Netflix Broad, you know, ability to broadcast on Netflix, and it's like there's YouTube. You can publish on YouTube and things like that. And I thought that worked really well and set certain tones in the album, and it just made it made you look at it through, I suppose, a different looking glass. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, from a different perspective or a similar perspective as maybe what Tom York would want you to look at it or listen listen to it from, and that was nice. I I, I did like it a lot. You know, I, I would like it, would support if more bands did that. You know, I like the idea of um, say uh, the Irishman on is on Netflix. I haven't watched it yet, and I'm, I'm, I need to put the time there to watch it. It's like three and a half hours long, isn't it? And they've also got an accompanying like documentary or something where they all sit off like Scorsese and Al Pacino and Robert De Niro, all the old sort of talking about the movie. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we need that for albums. We need like a, a director's commentary where it's the opposite of what a director's commentary is on a movie where they're, they're talking behind the scenes and talk over. We need a video where you're talking to the band about the the album and like maybe the album's on and they're talking about it as it's going on and something you can put a video and watch them talking about the album. I think that's a good kind of like a bit of content and it also kind of highlights, hey, this well, your mind is fresh. Or like, you know, because I, I next year I want to do a kind of ten year anniversary of our first album we did together. And we need everyone there because it's like I can't remember all the details. 
But at the time of releasing it, like it's the best time to kind of release that extra little bit that kind of extends the the reach of that that bit of music. And then someone might watch that and go, wow, they're really passionate about this project. I'm gonna to listen to it. Yeah, again, yeah. again, it's like it's it's these record record every covers like that, they give you a reason to like want to listen to the actual album that was just nothing on the cover i didn't even say rem and you didn't know it was rem until you listened to it how many people would listen to it it's just like you bought into the cover and the name everything it's just the wrapping the whole coke and pepsi thing has been going on for years it's like if they were in the same tin most people probably wouldn't know the difference this is you know it's so important I do like it. And I think you touched on something else there, which I thought about and I wrote down, which is, I think there's a um, an element to it. And, and <clears throat> I kind of noticed this when I was going through Spotify over the past couple of days. It serves physic, 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 Your voice is gone. Your microphone's dead. Yeah. Your mic is unconnected. To plug it back in again. Hello. Okay. You might be all right now. Yeah, you're back. You repeated like crazy. <laughs> Sorry for listening. That was like you were like ara, 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 ara. <laughs> crazy. I don't know why. Go on. Oh, How far did I get? Uh, I don't know because you just said ara, 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 ara. Just kind of get back on that train of thought. <laughs> what you're saying? Ara, 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 ara. Okay, later. No, I was just going to say that physical has, I think, and it's reminded me of the past couple of days with the Spotify stuff, that mm-hmm. physical serves an important thing, purpose at the moment. And it's there to kind of re- it's remind you of albums, of artists, of songs that are so easy to be forgotten in yeah. the streaming age. I'm like... You know, how many bands and songs have I just like loved for one day, you know, one week and then just left? Yeah. Never to be forgotten, never to be listened to again because, you know, they've faded away in the ether. Whereas if I did have a physical copy of it, you know, I could be flicking through my, you know, however you do it in um, vinyl record store. Oh, we have to like that, yeah. Like a like a spider. <laughs> yeah. Like looking, and I'll be like, oh, I remember that. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. You know, there's a nostalgia effect to it as well. And I mean, the hundred songs that I listened to this year, yeah, fair enough. You know, I could flick through them and be like reminded of things um, through that. But like I say, there might be a song on there. I listen to it a ton for three days but it wasn't enough to make it onto that list yeah you know, that i've completely forgotten about it's like what i'm thinking about recently and um, i want to do something about this next year i feel like people may not be spending i know me personally not spending enough time with music you know with an album i want to because a while ago i kind of looked into meditation and i was doing all the meditation apps and things and it kind of working but they didn't really like work in the level I wanted. And then someone said, oh, just to try something out, like um, just listen to a song and like, deeply listen to it. And then that'll start you off and then you can go off. And I got into that more so than anything else. I was like, this was the, it felt, it reminded me of being a kid again, listening to music from bed. And I was like, I want to bring that back where people like having a deep listen to music. Mm-hmm. And I think like that kind of reinforces this. It's like, well, maybe you could sit there with the album artwork or something like that just in front of you on the screen or whatever or just something that connects it to visually on somewhere around you and not being kind of like oh i want to check me twitter or instagram just have that connection and i think you'll get a lot more out of like what was being offered to us and then you might not like you know you might not forget about this music or it might have more a different effect on you that's something i'll go into next year um so is that the end of this conversation what, what what do you think then do you think is it important is it still relevant um and is it as good now <laughs> or, is it just, or is it just different i think i think it's just different I, i've no you know there was some crap 
artwork back in the day. Yeah. You know, some like really poor attempts at it and, and things. So I don't, I, I'm not going to say it was better in the past than it is now. I think yeah. now there are more options. You yeah. can still do physical. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a good these point. Days, you can still do, do it. You know, you can do, like I say, video releases. You know, there's a Netflix release for anima and and things like that so i think there's more varied and i think it's a lot more open for artists to kind of do that kind of thing yeah i mean like back in the day as a a young artist or or what have you you know doing something like a, a radiohead release would be unthinkable you could do, yeah, do you could do that no. but if you were these days you absolutely could yeah, 100%. I'll just I'll, I'll just say to close this, this a bit before we get back to, go go back to uh, Easy Rider. Like we have a bigger and broader opportunity to reach music, like we reach new ears with our music <laughs> than we ever had before. You hit a nail on the head there. We can still do physical. We can still do that. There are still people like me who are bothered about collecting vinyl and digging into the the sleeve notes of all this stuff. But we also have all of the other stuff available to us. Um, just, you know, Spotify are doing that Spotify canvas now where they have little snippets of videos which ties into the whole album art there and you can grab them in that way. As long as you just try not to just think of your album art as just a square. I mean, that's the trap that is a streaming age is kind of like everyone has fell for. Like your album art is just a square. It's not. Your album art is everything outside of your music. That's the art. Anyway. Let's move over to Easy Rider. Change the banner. Let's make sense. Easy Rider. So this is the part of the show where I asked Justin um, to name the band or artists who made these demands on a producer of a gig or show they were on. For example, they demanded seven hedgehogs must be in the dressing room, um, all doing like weird salutes. Don't know where I'm going with that one. Okay, I'm going to read this one. This person is known for their outrageous statements, so it's hardly surprising that their rider reportedly included some equally outrageous demands. Apparently, the person demanded imported Versace towels on hand at all times, and their, and their drivers wear clothes made from 100% cotton. Also, according to another source, this person's partner also demanded that their dressing room carpet was ironed by an assistant because it was too bumpy. I've replaced the name with this person and all that stuff. So really, um, it, it, it's a, a woman. Nope. No, it's, it's a man. All right. Okay. You can ask questions. And I'll just answer them apart from like, who is it? <laughs> <laughs> who is it? <laughs> um, it's a man. He made outrageous statements. Um, did he win a lot of awards? Is he well known? Yeah, he's very well known. He's won lots of awards, probably. Outrageous statements. Uh, modern era. Modern era. I don't know what outrageous statements he's made, but I, I'm guessing he has. Uh, would you say it's kind of R&B rap? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they get it from that. It's like, it's someone you do know. I'm not going to pick someone you don't know, by the way, or never heard of. I'm just thinking outrageous statements. I can't really. Um, what's that guy called? Ooh. Um, it's not the. I've forgotten his name. Uh, he played Glastonbury the other year. Oh, <laughs> oh, he did. He did. And he's got a partner. He's got a partner who would who would tell them to iron a bumpy carpet. The Kardashian. Yes, that's the um, partner. I, I so. can't get R. Kelly out of my head. <laughs> get him out! Get him out! But it's um, he, he he did. It was weird with Donald Trump. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna do this until you get a name. Um, think of a direction. Oh down yeah another way to kind of say the directions describe the directions especially on a compass 
God, he's going to hate me that I'd, I've forgotten his name. Think of a compass. The directions on a compass. Kanye West. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, got there in the end. That's a better way to do it, because normally I just feed you the things, but I just want to sit there and watch you squirm. <laughs> but you can keep asking questions. But you've got the name. I just... uh, yeah, and I own a car. I don't know why. And the the, cl- the, the drivers have got to wear 100% cotton. Has he got some allergies, maybe? I don't know. It's I don't know what outrageous statements he's made. He probably has. He's always in the news, isn't he? Um, yeah. Well, he did the weird Donald Trump thing, but... Oh, yeah. Didn't he, like, to say, unlock my phone, and it was just, like, zero, 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 zero. <laughs> you see? It's like, all right, well, no one's going to steal his phone, probably. Uh, okay, that is the end of the show. That was, okay, we're on episode 11. That was 11th episode. Didn't you say today? Was it today? That uh, most podcasts don't make it past a, a tenth episode or two to tenth episode. Five percent of podcasts. Oh god, that sounds even, so good. Maybe you should have it that make close. It yeah, five percent. Five percent. Five percent of don't yeah, make yeah. it ten episodes. A little, a little bit away. A little bit away. That's better because it's going to all your levels for everyone else is going to be crazy. Put it back in the shoe. Back in the shoe with you. Um, wow. So we're doing well to get to eleven. We could, if if we keep going by two episodes a week, we should have one more, one more, two more for the end of the year. No, we've got one more. We're on the twentieth. Yeah, and then one more before. If we can try and squeeze one in before the end of the year, it's going to be a nightmare. Yeah, because the children are off, and it. If I can get rid of the kids, then yeah, it might it might not be the the one before the end of the year. Won't be on a Friday. That'll probably be on like. I don't know when is the when New Year's Day. One for the end of the year would be quite good. Um, a, I set up a podcast, a dedicated podcast channel, which you can find in the link to this video uh, and the description of the podcast. Um, do go and subscribe to that. There's only a few people there, so be there first. Um, you will get inundated with lots and lots of clips, though, because I'm only on episode six of the, so far, and so got this one to do as well. So five episodes of little clips. I'm pu- pushing everything into little clips. It take a good while, so but it's worth doing. Um, I th- we've got some likes and dislikes on it already because we have got controversial um, feelings on some artists and things like that. Not just Ed Sheeran and Lewis Capaldi, but Kylie Minogue. <laughs> <laughs> Voted like hell today for your Ed Sheeran rant. And Lewis Capaldi. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I need to listen to them more. I won't. But um, <laughs> he's mass. There's so many people who are fans. I mean, you know what? You know what I like? I like Jump by Van Halen. That's what kind of guy I am. <laughs> rock. So for this episode, I've been your host, Stephen, aka Mr. DJ. And. God, this guy, I'm not even going to do that. This guy has been Justin, and we're going to freeze now as we end the podcast. Bye-bye.